There are two types of people in this world. Those that make things happen and those that watch things happen. Welcome to The Dash, Episode 8. I'm Trey Gammage and my guest today, Katrina Garns, owner of Cold Storm Media. In 2014, Katrina was named She Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year. And recently, she decided that it was time to take her game to the next level. Rebranding her website, rebranding her business, and taking her business all the way out to Atlanta. Katrina interviews people from all around the globe, and she was actually the first person to put the Dash podcast on her social media outlet. I'm excited for her to share her story about where she comes from because she's really a product of hard work. And sometimes we don't hear those stories enough. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and as always, you can find the top takeaways, quotes, and side notes at TreyGamage.com. Hope you enjoy the show. This is The Dash. So now where did you fit in? Because I like your show. I, I saw some of your interviews. And I, first of all, I also want to say I appreciate your consistency and your your progression over time. Because I saw, I think I saw a video from, it was a couple of years ago. And then watching, you know, the, the time hop, it was kind of cool to yeah. see you keep growing the show. So that's, that's pretty cool. How did you, so you fused your journalism with your social media, kind of? Yeah. I didn't want to, I started my company, I didn't want to just give up on me doing interviews and the journalism side of me, so I started What's Going On. And What's Going On actually started as a web show, but then it progressed into a blog. And then a couple of years ago, actually a magazine, they picked up the blog side of What's Going On, and What's Going On had a section mm. in their magazine. And I was able to interview so many celebrities, so many different public figures and things like that. So it's definitely grown. We have thousands of viewers. And most recently, actually, the beginning of January, I launched my new website. So I'm kind of trying to step it up a notch. Whereas my old blog and and web show was on my personal website, KatrinaGarth.com. I've created a website now that's exclusive to what's going on. 
So where and where people can go and share their their story and their message as well. Correct. Yes, For yes, yes. I'm trying platform. to build an online community of, of writers and creatives. So it's open now. It's more open to more people outside of myself to contribute stories about themselves, about other people, contribute content, whether it's video, audio, written content. So it's just the information hub okay. um, to inspire and to inform other people around the world. And that's why I was so headstrong on one of my first featured interviews being someone outside of the country because I mm. want this blog to be different or this website to be different in a way that I'm not only catering to people here in my community, in my country, period. I want to tell the story of people around the world. So one of my first feature interviews is with a young lady from South Africa. Um, She's on their Forbes list, list for women. She's one of the um, few uh, young business owners to have a completely African-American owned media company. She, uh, She represents some of the biggest names in South Africa as far as PR, as far as her company. So I'm very excited about that coming out on Friday. That's really exciting. So where, how, how different is the path that you've taken since graduating college than what you thought it was going to be? Where did you think you were going compared to where you well, are now? That's a good question, actually. You know what? You know, when you graduate from college, you just have these high hopes and think everything's going to be peachy dory, but... Especially with a major like mine, when it's, it's television and media related, everybody wants to do it. So it's really hard to break into the industry. I've been through a lot. I've been through being laid off. I've been through not knowing what my next step was going to be. When I first graduated, actually, one of my first jobs was at a church. It was one of the larger churches in Florence, South Carolina. So my position was director of communication. So I was able to kind of get a position in my field. But um, I found myself becoming complacent in Florence because I started my small mm. business and I was getting clients. I actually won an award in 2014 with She Magazine, Entrepreneur, um, of, the Entrepreneur of the Year, mm-hmm. and that was a really big deal. So I was really excited about that. But everything, I wasn't in the right place that I needed to be, and I knew deep down inside that I was scared. I was kind of scared to take things to the next level and and place myself into an area that would allow myself to grow. Because granted, I was in Florence, I was doing celebrity interviews um, for the magazine I was writing for, I was doing um, some high profile interviews for my personal blog. But in order for me to actually grow, I feel like I needed to engulf myself into Mm. an area where this is constantly going on because I I had become very complacent. So... Um, the beginning of the year, I moved to Atlanta, so, um, and I started a new career, so since then, I think everything has changed, like, I felt like I needed to step everything up a notch, and that's wow. why I relaunched my blog, um, you've seen a lot of changes within my business. But I Evan, it all looks good, too. Yes. It all looks good. That's pretty dope. I mean, I think you, you, I laughed earlier. You said when you were young or when you came out of school, like you, you said 2013, you started your business. So when did you graduate? 2013. So you're 25? Uh-uh. 26? <laughs> no. I, okay. I you my Let me, okay. I'm sorry. 27. Okay. So you're, you're very young. You're a very young yeah. woman. And your progression has been been very fast. Um, you know, to go from you, you hit on that point there with the entrepreneur of the year. How did you go from starting a business and working for 
What did you work? From Century United Methodist Church, which was a church in Florence. Mm-hmm. So you went from having a small business and working at church to being the entrepreneur of the year in one year's time. How did how did that happen? Like that challenge that you just said, it took you on that ride and you were scared. So why did you take the leap? Or what made you take the leap, I should say? Well, you know what? A quote that I use in a video that I made and I try to keep this quote in my mind. My uncle always told me there's two types of people in the world, those who watch things happen <laughs> and those who, who make things happen. Mm. And I know what I want to do in life. And I felt like if I keep uh, not taking the leap that I need to take or if I keep procrastinating, then things will never get done. So I work a lot. Okay. I work a lot than the average person my age. Even when I was younger, when I was in school, I work a lot. I don't really get to go out much. I don't really get to be too social because I'm always working. I'm always trying to figure out what my next move is. I'm always trying to get new clients. I'm always trying to progress myself as well as my, my business and my brand. Mm. So I work a lot and I try to learn as much as possible. And that's helped you, your, your progression in your business? That's what's made you be able to change so much or grow so much in your business? Yes, and you know, one of the things that I realized and one of the things that's helped me the most is becoming more consistent. Because I didn't really understand how important consistency was, especially with my brand, uh, with my businesses. Now you'll see that I'm more consistent, whether it's um, the work that I put out or the amount of times I'm posting on social media or the amount of clients that I'm getting monthly, I'm more consistent and there's more of a strategy to the things that I do instead of me just doing it. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. When did you get that mindset? So when your uncle used to say it, can you go back into your childhood and see times when you were the shaker, when you made things happen too? Well, you know what? As a child growing up, I wasn't that ambitious. Mm. Okay, that's I like that. So I'm 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 trying to come up and and be, you know, kind of where you are. And I know my timing is my timing. So I've got my my consistency and my patience to go. What's uh-huh. something that I should know myself? Just getting started and really, you know, you're four years into yours right now. Your business. Uh-huh. I'm about a year. What's something that I need to know right now before I jump off the edge and go full time into my craft? Well, one thing I would say that I see you already doing networking. Mm. So networking is what got me into a lot of doors. Okay. Um, networking. One of the things that I'm most proud of uh, that I was able to uh, help establish and create and found when I was in Florence was uh, Mangle of the PD. And it's um, the acronym stands for Minorities Involved in Networking, Growth, Leadership, and Empowerment. And it's basically a networking event that myself and three other professionals founded in Florence. And it was a way for minority professionals in the Florence area and surrounding areas to be able to come together and network and um, 
meet and do business and do community projects. And I was able to meet a lot of people and network with a lot of people that I may not have been able to network with um, by founding that group and just attending those events. So networking is something okay. very important and you, you will meet so many amazing people. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to move, to be able mm. to network because social media and the digital space is very important and yeah. right now it's the quickest form of dissemination of information but it'll never replace shaking hands and rubbing nope. down the folks. So. That's so true. That's so true. I think that for me, after college, I went to school in Ohio. After college, it was deciding to go to Chicago or 30 miles from Chicago and being two hours from home or coming down to South Carolina where my supervisor was my only contact and I had family that was a couple hours away. But I, I had to do that for myself to keep growing and learning and finding myself so I could build you know, what, what I'm supposed to be building right now. Why, why do you do what you do? <laughs> to make what I'm doing into a such larger a larger thing. Yeah, I just want to grow and I just wanted to grow into something really big and I just want to be able to help people with the things that I do and share amazing stories. So why is that fulfilling to you? How what's well, what is so fulfilling? I'm a very small that? town and one of the things that I noticed is the uh, frequency of people, specifically younger people, reaching out to me because my town is a very, very small town in South Carolina. My um, house is down a dirt road. My mother's house is down a dirt road. Not very much, no malls, no shopping centers, none of that, two grocery stores, I think like three lots. So very small town, very humble beginnings. So I feel like the more that I progress, the more that I can give back to my community, even if it's in a way where I'm showing them that you can get out and you can do amazing things and you can follow your dreams and, you know, this small town doesn't have to limit you. So mm. it's so easy to get sidetracked mm. when you're that age, high school, middle school, even elementary school with just the things going on at home, um, the lack of resources, just different things, peer pressure. And I just want to be that voice for the younger generation, okay. just to be that person. Yeah. I mean, I can't really explain <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I, I definitely feel you there. I think there, there's something about, you know, just knowing the mistakes that I made as a college student or as a high school student, or just if somebody would have told me something when I was that age, the difference that it would have made for me in my life that makes a difference. So, you know, part of it is letting young black boys see a young black man doing something different. 
you know, and showing them right. people like yourself and everybody else that comes on the show just an alternative way to live, if you will. And recently, one of my big things has been catching ideas. I don't know why I've been talking about that, but catching ideas. Our ideas are so valuable. When you, you've done a lot, you've grown your business in a couple of different ways, you've rebranded it. Uh-huh. When, what do you do? When you catch an idea, where did your ideas come from? <clears throat> where do my ideas come from? I think a lot. <laughs> okay. So I think a lot. I can't tell you where my ideas come from. I just, I think a lot. I, you know, I just, I read a lot, especially since um, half of the time or probably 75% of the time I'm online in the digital space. So I'm often reading blogs or reading stories. Sometimes I have just ideas that come to my mind. Another thing that I do is I have, I guess, creative sessions. Okay. Um, and that's just where I sit down and I kind of jot down my ideas. Um, one thing that I do consistently is I vision board. Okay. So uh, it, my ideas, my goals, my milestones, it's all written down on a board in my mm. room, a big board where I can see it every day when I wake up. And it, it People think that writing down your these things doesn't work, but it does. Especially when you have to walk up to it or walk by it every morning and look at it. It just and it's just a, a joy when I'm able to check things off of the board that I've done, that I've envisioned, um, when goals are completed. I tell everybody, vision board. Write down your goals, write down your visions, write down your ideas whether it's on a board like I do, a dry eraser board, or whether it's cut out from a magazine, like some people do those, or whether it's just in a notebook, write down these creative ideas, write down your visions, Mm. your goals, all those things, write it down. So you are forced to look at it every day. (laughs) So every time you don't meet one of those goals, or every time, if nobody else telling you, you have to look at it every day. I tell everybody, write it down. How often How often do you set new goals? How often do you reset? So I set weekly goals. Okay. I set monthly goals. And then I set long-term goals, which are usually um, yearly goals. Okay. And um, that's how I set my goals. Okay. How? Why? What's the value in that? Why not just one New Year's resolution? I never do New Year's resolutions. I never do New Year's resolution at all because I feel like why wait until New Year's to set a new goal? I set goals throughout the year. So while everybody else is setting goals on January 4th to <laughs> start taking action, I've already started my goals. And I've probably action. already completed several. So when <laughs> you... So when you set a goal, you said that it comes in yearly. Uh, I'm thinking about for myself too, because I think I set goals similar to mm-hmm. yourself. Do you do you set the big goal first, or do you set the weekly goals first? How do you? How does that so, go? So how I usually do it is I usually set all of my large goals first. Okay. And then I set my monthly goals. Yeah. And then with those monthly goals, I set weekly goals and tasks that'll help me. Each goal or each increment, like the weekly, the monthly, the yearly, the weekly helps me establish and and to complete my monthly goals. The monthly goals help me to establish and complete my yearly goals. So they all kind of play a hand in each other. Hmm. We might have to collab on on something with those. I know for for myself, I find so much value in that, that resetting, like you said. 
I, I've taken the days. I heard it said once to set the goals in 90 days and write a, write a letter to yourself at the end from right now to the end of 90 days. So that's what I've done too. And look at, okay, I have goals for August. Let me, okay, in 90 days, these are three things that I need to get done. And here's what I need to do to do them. So every week I do the same thing with the review. Is Why is that so valuable? How does that, why is that helpful? It's helpful not only because um, if you're anything like me or if you're anybody like me, you have so many things going on in your life. And it's easy to get, um, I guess, what's the word, sidetracked, and it's easy to lose focus. And honestly, it's easy to forget. Mm. But if you write these things down, you can't really lose track because it's there every day. You can't forget because it's there every day. So it just adds so much clarity and focus to, to everything. Okay. Now, how how hard are you on on your goals? How how high do you set your goals? Do you usually reach them? Oh, I'm I'm very very high. You know what? One of my goals, well, actually, last year, one of my big goals was to move to Atlanta specifically. Wow. wow. <laughs> so that was one of my yearly goals, and I did it. And I'm very hard on myself. And it's not that easy to just get up and move. Not at all. Not only to a new place, but a whole new state where I really don't know anyone. And I really didn't have a job. I had everything with the process. And that leave of faith paid off for you? And I literally moved in January. So that was my goal. And I met it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, this goal has been on this board since forever, since the beginning of the last year. And I really like met it, and not only did I meet it, I met it on time. So it was crazy. Ooh, yeah. You hit a couple of. You said you hit it, and you hit it. Say that again. What's the last part you said? I hit it, and I hit it almost exactly on time. Mm-hmm. How many? When you look back, how many times have you hit your goal and reached that destination, that that final destination, or that top point? You know what? When I first. Um, and that's a good question because when I first, when I moved here, I didn't have all my things with me. One of the things that I didn't have was my vision board. And when it got here, it got here, like I went to go pick it up from South Carolina. I think it was like three months ago because I was using just regular paper and pen. And I was like, oh my God, like everything on the board I had done. Mm. I had wanted to host my first big event and I did that, which was the Digital Empowerment Mastermind, and that happened in February. So a month off, but I did that. I did everything that was on that board, and I was so scared. Like all of my um, the yearly goals that I set, I was so scared. Why scared? And in the back of my head, I was thinking, "This is hard. I might not be able to do it. I might not even be able to meet that goal." But like I was telling you, how the weekly goals and the monthly goals assist with you. Finishing those yearly goals, everything that I was setting as far as my weekly goals and my monthly goals, they were all going towards my big goals. Right. So I think that's why it's important to not only have those big long-term goals, but to have those short-term goals because those short-term goals really help you with finishing your, your long-term goals. What do you do about the days when you don't, when you don't feel like going? <sighs> the days? What, what days when I feel like going? <laughs> what days? What days? Like I work a lot. Really? Even when I'm sick, I'm 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 working. I'm, I'm in my bed. I got my computer. I'm always doing something every day. I think everybody should do something every day, whether it's 
for 10 minutes or 30 minutes that's going to help you um, reach those milestones and, and complete those goals. I try to do something every single day. Right. And like I said, even when I'm sick, it might be for five minutes, 10 minutes. I could just be reading an article that's going to help me with something in my career, but it's still something that's helping me right. with those goals. So. Okay. What's, what kind of, what message are you trying to spread to the world? As you grow in your platform, what's your message to the world? Ne- never give up because I, you know what, I will never give up on, on my goals and on my dreams. And I was just having a conversation with um, a creative the other day, and you look at these business owners and professionals and people in entertainment who haven't reached milestones. They they didn't reach the milestones in their careers until till later in life. They they could have been forty one years old, fifty years old later in life and and if they would have given up then guess what they never (laughs) never give up it's in those moments when it feels like you have nothing left to give that it's time to keep pushing more that roadblock isn't going away the desire for what you want it's not going anywhere that that fire burning in your stomach you're meant to do something with it and at the edge of yourself, at the end of your comfort zone, and when you don't know how to do any more of the steps, that's when it's time to give it up to your spirit, man, to your faith, to your focus, to your God, to your being, to your gratitude, to your mindfulness, to what it is that you believe. You know, you have to have faith to move forward in this world, and without that faith, there's no foundation. Never give up. Growing up, I thought I wanted to be a psychologist, then I wanted to be the Allstate guy, then a corporate manager, a residence life coordinator, and now I want to help people find their purpose. That's why I won't give up. What keeps you going? Leave a comment and share the message. This is The Dash.